The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. I am your host. I am here, and we are having an absolutely amazing time here. Last week, we actually scheduled uh, a recording <laughs> with Dr. Eric Pearl, and nothing we could do would make that work correctly. In fact, I'm going to have them put this sh- week's show in last week, so the reason you're getting two encores is because we just couldn't pull it off. It was like all the stuff was breaking down. So you're listening to Waking Up in America. I'm Dr. Valerie Ann Kirkgaard. I'm a firewalker, Olympic torchbearer, and I just love creating powerful radio dialogues on issues that matter. And if I have any regrets at all, it's that Kelby Smith, who's with us today, Secretary of Housing for the Republic and Vice President C.W. Wright, bless his soul, that they, the Republic has so much of its leaders sometimes that these guys are in there working all the time making things happen and um, CW and I wanted to let you know about our sponsors and such but I'm also extremely aware of the fact that you Kelby Smith dear heart running my Prince Valiant running around all over the place getting stuff done that you're in and out of meetings and I know you're doing some very exciting work for the Republic and I was wondering if we could kind of pull you into the first part of the show and actually have you give us five minutes on that can you do that? I would love to, Dr. Bell. I appreciate you having me on the show again, as always. Um, the uh, It's not so much meetings as it is just um, being excited to help people out with different processes that uh, we've learned um, are, are, are discharging or setting off and or stopping foreclosures and stuff. And um, As you know, you were... Uh, uh, about to lose your house, and there's, that's a very <laughs> serious time? thing. Yeah, Which time? About I guess what we want tired? people to know is just because you get a notice in the mail that they say you're losing your house, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Not if you've got Kelby around. Well, it's not It's not me. It's the Republic, really. Honestly, um, there's a ton of people, including yourself, Dr. Val, that are coming behind us, um, and we're working together. Uh, we've all uh, got a little piece of this, and we've all figured out a ton of things, and, and, it's, uh, and it's helping us. At the very least, um, it's keeping people in their homes for a very long time until we uh, do the absolute solution, uh, which is setting off their debt. And do we know how to do that? that yeah, we do. Do we know how to do the absolute solution at this time? Yeah. Yes, we do. And really? It's a timely thing. Yeah, we do. Uh, it's That's a pretty very amazing. Thing. Yeah, it is. It's that means that somebody had to recognize everything was built on fraud to be able to do that, right? Well, no, not necessarily, just that the, the financial system was built on uh, fiat currency, uh, not gold-backed, and really it's a, a debt-based system, so they use uh, notes like a Federal Reserve note. People think that's cash, it's money, it's worth something, and it's actually nothing. It's another debt instrument that's used to pay another debt instrument called a mortgage note. So if you know how to use one debt instrument to pay another debt instrument, why can't you use uh, other means of debt instruments 
and basically that's what we've done. We've 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 figured out other means, and it's uh, it's a it's not a complicated process, but it's uh, and it's going to take some time, probably ninety hundred twenty days on an average file, um, and and if it has to go to court, uh, it'll be longer. Uh, but the team that we're working on is actually uh, meeting in about uh, ten days for a training, the trainers type meeting in. Uh, where all the key figures in the Republic who lawfully are helping judicially or helping the, the Republic are going to be trained on the system. So it'll branch oh, out. Terrific. Yeah, it's exciting, Dr. Val. I, I totally get it. You know, I'm, I mean, CW, you're here, and you you were here at the very beginning. And Kelby, you were here at the very beginning, too, weren't you? I was. I was a signer with CW. Yeah, so, CW, um, why don't you just give them a little taste of what it was like sitting in your office and driving your Beamer all over the California Republic? Uh, oh, wasn't that a fun time, Kelly? Was it? And then you had to do it twice. Yeah, Remember? and uh, I want to thank Kelby for that one. He was uh, instrumental in helping me out and uh, getting me to do that uh, two times. Uh, well, thank you, sir. Of course, I'm being a little... Uh, <laughs> and I, I don't like driving at night, and I'm getting headaches. And he goes, you have to come down and sign the paperwork again. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, really, we, in the beginning, uh, it, it, I, I guess it did start here in the office, didn't it? Uh, yeah, Kobe? it did. Remember when we were sitting there and people would start coming in, they'd peek around the corner? Yeah, well, I guess they that's the place, you. right? No, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Kelby was instrumental in bringing a lot of people to my office uh, uh, and seeing that chaos take place. It was an organized chaos where everybody was getting their paperwork together. So uh, real kudos need to go to Kelby uh, in help getting Southern California put together. Uh, totally. I, I would, if, I, if I had to say who was the real catalyst, I know a lot of people point to me, yeah, I did a lot of legwork. But if it wasn't for people like Kelby helping me out, it would never have gotten off the ground. I guarantee you, without Kelby's help, we would not be where we are today. And I'll so tell I, you one other. Anybody that made the red ink pad, they were an integral part of it, too. You know, we had, that people was fun. Up. we had people showing up here at midnight sometimes. Even you, Dr. Fell, you showed up in my office at, what, 10 o'clock one night? Yeah, <laughs> I got lost. It was uh, uh, an amazing time. It still is uh, an ex- exciting time. Uh, since that moment, and as Kelby is relaying to uh, the audience, we have come across a tremendous amount of resolutions, many brought to us saying this works, that works, and we're finding out uh, most does not work because it's improperly done. But the one Kelby's talking about, is done properly. Uh, to my knowledge, it has nearly 100% success at uh, taking care of business. And uh, uh, I- I'm thinking that uh, we-, we should... I'm, I'm just going to do this openly, Kelby, on-, on the call here. Uh, you and I first got together at the Saturday morning meetings at the Citrus Cafe. I'm so excited about what you're doing. I'm thinking about calling a special meeting that we haven't had or a Saturday morning and, and uh, uh, see who we can help. Uh, that's an invitation. I think that's a terrific idea. 
But it, no, it's, it's up to Kelby. It's a yes well, or no. Well, he was for saying Kelby. there's going to be a training. Did you hear that? There's going to be a training in this. After the training, it seems to me like we could set up places well, all this over the would place. Be a good place. The Citrus Cafe meeting would be a good place to where we could uh, 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 do an introduction and recruit because the, from those meetings, people uh, that attend them are like PR people. They get so excited, they go out and tell you know twenty or thirty no, it's people, holy. It, and, and it the goes sausage viral. is great too. I have to ask you a question here because we've only got like another minute and a half to play in the um, Eric Pearl. And I want to just let people know that Eric Pearl showed up on the website last week and then we couldn't get the recording thing to happen properly. And so there's going to be a double date of the 23rd and the 30th, which the Eric Pearl interview is. And it's not the original one that we thought we were doing because everything just got upside down and backwards. However, what you want to do when you pay attention to Eric Pearl, and I want to give you this instruction, CW, Kelby's got to run away in a moment. I'll give you a chance, Kelby, to, you know, to say anything that you need to say here before time's up. Uh, here's the deal. The Eric, Eric Pearl is real, and what he is bringing to you is real. And what he is bringing to you is a portal of which you can actually access certain grids and things of the universe, which is very quantum physics-like. So um, if you don't know what's going on here, you can go to his website and check it out. You can also check out quantum physics on the Internet because we'll be going to that in a moment. Now, Kelby, <laughs> what you and CW are talking about is just astounding. So do people have to be members of the Republic to actually use this process with you? No. No, they don't. Um, I, w- I would recommend that they become secured parties uh, in in our system of it's not needed. That's what we've been told. But uh, just my personal opinion is uh, in in our system of fiat currency, uh, the government has used the the people, meaning their birth certificates, as a collateral. And so, if you are a Debtor, then you don't have permission, in my opinion, to access. Um, mm, I got uh, it. Funds. If I'm you not... are a secure party, you do. I, and that uh, makes us bankers, and and I'm one of those. And we'll talk more about. Can we talk about this next week? The secure party creditor. Yeah, that'd be fine. That'd be absolutely a terrific thing because it's very, very, very um, powerful thing that's happening here, and. Our, our announcer is standing by right now to play the Eric Pearl interview, so me, I just really want to say... Uh, let me yes. give a quick... If, if anybody wants to get the information, send a $5 self-addressed envelope that can hold a CD uh, to care of Kelby Smith, uh, P.O. Box 3611, Costa Mesa, California, 92628, and any size donation in, is, is accepted, and that includes zero, five bucks, anything you can do. Um, we've had people send good donations, and trust me, it's helping other people who can't send yeah. anything. And I've had people who can't even afford the stamps. So just anything yeah. you can do to help out, that'd be great. Yes. And this is one of those things where the people that couldn't afford the stamps may end up <clears throat> taking care of everybody else later on because right. the information yeah. here is so transforming. That's true. So, Kelby Smith, you rock. And next week we'll talk about secure party creditors so people can have access to that. And they can actually do that through Ted Patterson. 
So you can send me an email at val at mailhouse.com, and I'll send you the Tad Patterson information, which will give you information on what it is to how you do secure party creditor and get support in that. CW, before we put this... Pardon? I was just saying Ken Cousins would be a good invite for that. He's very it, it just depends upon whether he's available or not. Our new governor is very busy. We'll find yeah. out. Would you right. ask him, actually, Kelby, see if he could do that? We're actually scheduling appearances on the show now because everybody's so busy. I'll work on that. Thank you kindly, sir. So you can see America is moving forward. Waking Up in America is moving forward. Our American Cafe, you can see now where we got the title of our Saturday show. C.W. Wright, give them a really quick um, thank. Our sponsors a quick thank you before we We'd get like into We'd like to thank uh, Jason Winters Tea, the uh, tea that not only tastes good, but good for you. And as everybody knows, I love the peach tea. You tea can uh, learn more by visiting jasonwinterstea.com or go to your favorite health food store and request Jason Winters Tea. If they don't have it, give me a call. I'll make sure they get it. We also want to thank EMSGO.org, that's EMSGO, or EMS Global One, for their assistance in uh, making it, uh, the show happen. They are our emergency management specialist. Uh, they want everybody to know as the winter approaches to make sure you winterize your car, make sure you have enough emergency supplies and warm uh, clothes and blankets for the children, and just in case you get stranded along the road. That's emsgo.org. Visit emsgo.org. Back to you, Dr. Val. You know, I was just sitting here really thinking as quickly as I could because I know we're actually supposed to have the tape recording on LA Lifestyle. It's an amazing company that actually sends products to our men and women that... Well, what? I said, how could I forget? Because you knew I had it. That's why. Um, So they send our... um, there's, they send their product to our men and women in Iraq and different places around the world that are in stress. They give seniors a 10% discount, and they have a doctor over there that will answer stuff for you. And starting yeah. next week, we will be having a Dr. Norman Marvin, who will be talking about protandin, OMG. I've lost my arthritis in one month taking that product, and my son, who was going around claiming to be diabetic, doesn't claim that anymore, and it's just... All of these things that we're mentioning are actually listed over on the website. You can see the ProTandit on the website. You can see the Shift Foundation, which is um, responsible for the peace conversations that are going on. They have a peace ambassadors training. It's just absolutely outrageous. The people on Waking Up in America and the people that support Waking Up in America and our American Cafe are pure gold, and um, our referrals are terrific. So... You'll enjoy it. doesn't mean we do everything perfectly. It means that we're always in action, always moving forward, and always looking to see how to make our product Sidious Altius Fortius, which is my primary function in life besides being a mom and a woman is that of being an Olympic torchbearer. So with that in mind, um, CW, if you would take about, as you're listening to Dr. Pearl talk, if you would take about three or four questions that, we could discuss at the end like you're a listener and um, you didn't have the opportunity that I did to be in the room with this guy and experience miracles, actually. So I Does that mean I get like, to interview you with the questions? Yeah. And, we have questions? and then I will tell you afterwards what he... You know anything you have a question on? Because I took the trainings. I did both yeah, of the trainings. OMG. <laughs> I keep saying that. It lets me say thank you, God, without somebody calling me... Um, flip 
seems to be the text message thing. So with that, dear Brad Comer, would you put on our interview with um, Dr. Pearl? And it, it kind of comes, we weren't planning it to start exactly when it did, so you'll hear us doing like a little backstage stuff, okay? Take it away. All right, shall we try it? All right. Happy Thanksgiving, Eric Pearl. I don't know that Happy you're doing Happy Thanksgiving anything. to you, too. <laughs> now, what city are you actually in, in Rome? Are, are you in Rome, or where are you, actually? I'm in, I'm in Italy. I'm in a city called Riccione. And Riccione, Riccione? Is, a, is a seaside, Rich, R-I-C-C-I-O-N-E, Riccione. Oh, lovely. Well, here's the, here's the deal, listeners. Today is actually Thanksgiving Day. Eric and I and a few others brilliantly tried to get this call together yesterday, and the universe was not permitting it. However, we have blessings of the universe this morning because everything is working and the people that are supposed to be here are. Who I have online with me is Dr. Eric Pearl of The Reconnection, Heal Yourself and Heal Others. And, you know, a lot of times when I say that, you just know that I got the book in my hand and... Um, Somebody said this would be a good person to interview on the radio. I went quite a bit further on this one. Eric, I was at the Hilton, I think it was the early part of November, right, when you were um, doing your presentation there? Yes, it was. Yeah, well, um, what you don't know is that after that presentation, of which you didn't show us any of the, quotes tricks of the trade, um, I went home, and the next day I had energy happening in my hands that I didn't understand what the patterns were and didn't actually find out what any of it was until I took your course a couple of days later. Well, we actually do teach the tricks of the trade. (laughs) You actually do, in which you teach the tricks of the trade, and I think that that's what's so important here. First of all, one of the things people think is that if a person is, quotes a healer, and I'm putting quotes around that because that word kind of makes me crazy from time to time, that they're supposed to be purest driven snow, um, wearing some kind of robe, and definitely not having a dirty martini. I don't fit that one at all. I like my three olives on the side of the dirty martini, so it doesn't take up room in the glass where the vodka belongs. Exactly. And I think this is really what I have touched on here, and I intentionally touched on, is the fact that we have this, what I call, airy-fairy perfection of or we have you spent a lot of time in the course with your fabulous assistants. Honest to God, I love your I love your guys and your the women that work with you. Um, telling people that healers come in all shapes and forms, but I don't think that the general population believes that. I've got a girlfriend who's very highly trained, and if she even sniffs a glass of wine, she says that her guides tell her not to do that. And what I like about um, Eric Pearl is that he's real, and he's not only is he real, he's he's got. You know what? I was I I, went, I flipped to page seventy six of your book, Eric, just because I had jotted down the number seventy six somewhere. And what what you say on page seventy six has to do with um, you're sitting in front of Deepak Chopra somewhere, and he wants you to ask a question, <laughs> and you get up to ask the question, and the answer that he gives you to the question is basically remain childlike. Absolutely. And to me, that's what this is all about, is that that's probably where the energy comes from, huh? Well, that's part of what allows us to access it. There there are things that are happening on on many different levels with reconnected healing. First of all, um, according to um, the researchers um, and according to the people who are practicing, you know, who are masters and grandmasters and teachers and their various energy healing techniques, this appears to be 
um, so comprehensive that it includes everything we've been able to access in our energy healing techniques and gives us so much more that the researchers feel that this may be may very well be here on the planet for the very first time. So really? that's on one level of it. But what allows us to, and we can go back into that if we want, but what allows us to access it is our willingness to remain childlike because our um, our adult egos tend to want everything to be old so we can claim that we're familiar with it. You know, <laughs> tend to want it to work through our techniques. You know, and, and they say, well, let's, let, let's stay on new for a little bit right now. Because I said to them, I said, how can you make such a bold statement about this being here for the very first time on Earth? I mean, yeah, researchers really. of all people. And they said, well, it's really quite simple if we understand two basic concepts. Concept A is that we're four-dimensional beings. And well, what does the fourth dimension give us? No, I mean, I, we've heard about three-dimensional, but what do we get in the fourth dimension? Right. Well, uh, we've always been told, we've been raised, most of us, that we're three-dimensional. We're height, Yeah, width, exactly. And depth. The fourth dimension, Einstein had been explaining to us since the 1950s, but science formally accepted it in the year 2000. The fourth dimension is time. So we are height, width, depth, and time. It's just that we thought since height, width, and depth had certain appearances to them, meaning high, wide, and deep, right. uh, that we were looking for something else that would look similar for us to recognize that it's a dimension and time doesn't have a visual connotation for us. So it, it took us a while to recognize that. Huh. But but today this is standard science. We are height, width, depth, and time. We're four-dimensional beings. Yeah, after 50 years become... of cracking away at it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's and like we're so, not really fast on the uptake, are we? Really, really, really. And so science, quantum physics, tends to illustrate this existence as a bubble. They say, imagine this one little bubble, the wall or the cell of the bubble is comprised of height, width, depth, and time. And the interior of the bubble, everything here that we've been existing in, has been, just as we've always learned, energy. This is one little bubble in this huge, vast, endless, multidimensional universe. And this bubble is our existence. So everything inside has been energy, and the walls or the cell of the bubble has been height, width, depth, and time. But here's the second concept that allows us to understand what they're saying when they're saying they think it's here on the Earth for the first time, that they think it's, it's new. And that's because besides the fact that they haven't ever measured anything else remotely similar in its, in its um, grasp and its concept, um, what has happened is that time is moving faster. Now, time is not moving faster. I don't quite faster, get that, how you know, that works. I know. It's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. It's a hard concept to go, time is moving faster, because how do you define faster except by time? But could it be a um, lack of resistance? Would time move faster if there was no resistance? Well, theoretically, that sounds good to me. I'm not being a quantum physicist. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what it is, but here's well, maybe it's not what it. we think it is. Is all I'm saying. We think of time as measured, okay? And maybe time has right. to do with whether or not resistance is in the way of the forward or, or the advanced movement of time. Well, this is how they describe it, which sort of makes sense. They say time is moving faster, but not the way we think of 
in a linear fashion, you know, I, from point A to point B, it took this much time. They don't need time is moving faster that way. They mean that time is moving faster in all directions. That word faster still eludes us, but then when they explain it, they say, in other words, if you picture a pinpoint in the center of nothingness, or the center of everything, and then arrows start shooting out from all directions, every conceivable angle from that pinpoint, that actually means it's expanding the pinpoint. In other words, time is opening up and expanding. So uh, what that means then, what that translates to, is that our bubble in the universe is getting larger and larger and encompassing more of what used to exist outside of our bubble is now inside of our bubble because it's a larger one. And so the energy that wasn't here on the planet is now coming in. We're reconnecting with it, with this reconnected spectrum. And so the energy and aspects of light and information that have not been here before are present now. So in other words, since it's always existed, it's not old. It's existed outside of our bubble, which includes the illusion of time. So it's timeless, not old. Right, 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 right. It has has no beginning and no end. It just is. Right. So once it appears here within our bubble... It is new to us because this is the bubble that includes the illusion of time, the concept of time. So another, and this will royally, royally, royally tend to piss off a lot of the New Age community, you know, because they want everything to be old mm-hmm, so that they mm-hmm. can claim prior familiarity with it. I remember this from my right. past lifetime when I was Cleopatra for the 37th <laughs> time in Atlantis and Memorial. I know I was Cleopatra. I, 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 me, me, me. Right. And the thing is, guess what? Sometimes something is just new. And we are also here for what's new. And isn't that wonderful? Totally. Well, what's so interesting is, would you say that your background as a chiropractor gives you kind of like a more effortless ability to accept this or or not? Does chiropractic, your chiropractic training, play into your understanding of this new energy? Well... Mine does, not everyone's does. In other words, there are basically two kinds of chiropractors today. There are the ones who practice chiropractic and the ones who practice a glorified physical therapy. If you're going to a chiropractor who advertises or talks anything about aches and pains and they're doing uh, a more physical therapy approach, what real chiropractic is is about removing the interference in the spine, getting out of the way and allowing the body the intelligence that made the body to heal the body, to bring it back into a state of balance, which allows our imbalances to vibrate out of the system. You see, we tend to think of chiropractic as, as being, you know, neck and back ache doctors, but right. that's because, nope. Right. But that's, I'm, very, I'm actually very fortunate, Eric. I, my mom introduced me to chiropractic at eight, and I've met some of the most amazing men and women of my life through chiropractic. Right, so you might know what a lot of people don't know, which is that the first chiropractic patient didn't have any back pains or neck pains. The first chiropractic patient was deaf. And so the person who discovered chiropractic came across this guy, this janitor named Harvey Lillard, who um, had lost his hearing, and um, noticed in his spine that something fell out of place. So he adjusted it back into position, 
and the guard regained his hearing. Huh. So um, Palmer, the, the, the discoverer of chiropractic, thought, well, you know, for deafness. So he puts out a call, you know, and word gets out all around North America, and deafies are coming in from the north, south, east, and west, and he's popping their necks and popping their backs, and some of them are regaining their hearing, and some of them are losing their hearing. But the point is, um, he discovered that very many other people were healing up from very many different things and began to recognize that it wasn't about the symptom of deafness or any symptom whatsoever. It's simply about that the brain, by changing shape, becoming the brain stem, the spinal cord, the nerves, you know, the fine, fine, uh, fine, tiny little nerve fibers attached to each and every one of our cells. And as our cells die in their normal life cycle of, you know, two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, whatever, um, they replace themselves with healthy cells as long as the brain-body communication stays open. But when there's pressure or interference in the electrical charges caused by the spinal bones being out of position, it inhibits the nerve impulse flow. And so the new cells that replace the old cells replace them at about 40%. So, let's huh. say, for instance, the nerve the liver is, is, is having a problem communicating and the liver cells start to replace themselves at 40%. The liver can't do its job, so the kidney gets overstressed, so the kidney doesn't know what to do with the toxins. It goes out in the blood. Our skin breaks out. What do we do? We go to a dermatologist who gives us an antibiotic that further stresses our liver and perpetuates the cycle. And when fills up the eustachian tubes with junk and... <laughs> sure. All so with chiropractic, what you do is you adjust the bone, you take the pressure off of the nerve or remove the um, the charge interference, and the liver starts replacing itself with healthy cells and the whole body comes back into balance. So, so does that's the what recon- discovered with time. Does the reconnection um, stand on top of chiropractic as an entrance or is it something that came to you in, as an entirely different field? Well, here's what happened. I had this understanding of how the body worked, of course. Exactly. And I practiced chiropractic for 12 years. When one night a few strange things happened, I was awakened in the middle of the night by a lamp that turned itself on by my bed. It felt as if there were people in my house. I got up looking for them bravely with a knife, a can of pepper spray, and my <laughs> Doberman finger. Um, I couldn't find anyone. I convinced myself it had to be my imagination, even though it didn't feel that way, and I went back to sleep. That Monday when I went into my office, seven of my patients, independently of one another, felt compelled to offer up that they were feeling people in the room with us as I was working with them. Some said standing, walking, running, and two of them actually looked me straight in the eye or lowered their eyes a little bit and embarrassed and said it felt as if somebody was uh, flying around the ceiling. Now, this was my 12th year in practice. No one had ever said anything like this to me before. So seven people in one day, you would think that that would have gotten my attention. (laughs) I think it did, actually. Well, yes, and competing with that for my attention was that other people that same day started insisting that they were feeling my hands on them 
when I wasn't touching them and that they were feeling more than two hands and they were feeling hands on their feet and their shoulders at the same time, which is a long stretch, I must tell you. Um, I, of course, didn't believe them. I told them to close their eyes and, and relax while they're lying down. And I held my hands aimed in different directions and they could tell me right shoulder, left ankle. And so it sort of became a game because, well, it was my office and I could have whatever games I wanted. And <laughs> as I played with, you know, get your own office. And as I played with these games, um, what I would see is that their eyes would sort of rapidly dart back and forth and back and yeah. forth and tiny little yeah, yeah, yeah. muscles in their face. Yeah, the tiny little muscles in their face yeah. would start to move involuntarily. Muscles that would flutter. move intentionally. Uh-huh. And it would pull with their eyebrows and their lips and their ears. And, and when they opened their eyes, they told me that they were seeing colored lights that they had never seen before and smelling fragrances of flowers they had never before smelled. And... and um, and they started reporting healings, real healings. They were getting up out of wheelchairs, some of them, vision and hearing returning. Um, patients were coming in, you know, following that, within a few days saying, you know, look at my laboratory results. The cancer tumor is gone. And the children with cerebral palsy and epilepsy were able to walk and run and play and speak normally, not have seizures or need their medications. Not everyone, of course. I mean, just as yeah, with no. medicine, nothing is 100%. But you've got to be going, holy mother of God, what is going on here? Yeah, well, you got it. I sure was. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I was in So when awe. did you know that you were the receptor for this? You know, it's like, the, first of all, the guys are in the room right now, okay? Just so FYI, I have a whole little group that showed up when Sheldon Nidal showed up on the show about six months ago, and they're here right now, and they're smiling big time. So um, I'm not quite sure how all this works. It just kind of makes my hair, my, my gives me chills, you know. I've got that, that going on right now. Is that Billy right Idol's brother? Pardon? Billy Idol's brother. Billy Idol's brother? <laughs> <laughs> You're too cute. I just, I, you have no idea of how much I like you. I am just so impressed. When I was sitting in listening to your presentation, Eric, I yeah. looked at the people that you had, Marie from Australia, and we, we call, you know, Ken and Barbie and all that, the whole group. They're fabulous human beings. But, you know, I noticed something in their hands, which you could have talked all evening and I could have had my little woo-woo experiences. But what I noticed was, and this included you and all of your trainees, everybody had grace in their hands. You could see it. That's true. All the movements, and I went, OMG. Every single one of them has grace in their hands, and it doesn't matter whether they were an engineer or whether they were this or whether they were that. This man is is on top of something, and and it's teachable. It's trainable. It's available to everybody, and I think that's what gives me the chills about it. Is this is, you know, you were talking about how people like to have that ancient idea that it's been around for a long time, and it was Cleopatra and all that stuff. Here's another right. even more brilliant idea. Something has come through this man that he is able to transmit that gives people the ability to have grace in their hands, and there is not one person on this planet that cannot have that. No, there's not. And, and you know, and I was nervous in the beginning, wondering, you know, who would or wouldn't get it, because, I mean, well, you see, what would happen was, before it got 
you know, once it got to that point of all these healings was when people started calling me and asking me to teach it. And I said, teach it? You've got to be what? crazy. <laughs> There's no instruction about it. Right. I'm standing there waving my hands there looking like an idiot. So go outside, wave your hands there. Let me know what your neighbors have to say about it. But um, <laughs> my patients were calling me and saying, well, I drove home and I pulled up in front of my house and the automatic garage door opened before I could hit the little automatic button to open it. Or I walked inside and my lamp and TV started turning on and off and on and off. And I held my hands next to someone in my family and my grandmother could walk again after the stroke and my uncle regained his speech or his hearing. And we began to recognize that once we interact with this new, more comprehensive healing spectrum, it changes us. It changes things inside of us. And we now just completed our fifth study with a sixth international study being planned that shows how it changes the DNA. It changes our blood. Wow. We just finished a study in um, we just finished a study in St. Petersburg, Russia, with um, the Olympic athletes there, and they had sixty Olympic athletes. We gave them each one, just one, healing session, and they were measured and evaluated ten days later. And they found that each and every one who received reconnective healing had dramatic, statistically significant changes in their red blood cells, their their white blood cells, their humoral levels, um, their emotional state, their um, their galvanic heart, I mean, their heart rate. Are you there? Yeah, I totally am. Just totally fascinated. Good, good. No, sorry, I, I, I heard silence in the back. So, <laughs> you, um, you heard me going, you know, profoundly. Because what I was actually thinking of when you were talking, Eric, I've interviewed a lot uh-huh. of gold medalists. I was a snob about it. And I just picked gold medalists to, to interview from the Olympics. And so many of the Olympic situations are actually decided by a thousandth of a second. So I right. can't even imagine what this technology would do to the Olympic world. And that's what I was being boggled with at the thought of it. Well, that's what's going on. It changed their DNA. It made the light emit more coherent. And the, the three head researchers from the school university. or something like that, and put couldn't we just? I'd love to. What do we have to do? Why can't to. we just give kids? Well, part of this is happening now because I mean, part of it. Well, first of all, you know, schools and everyone else wants to see results. Now, yeah. this is about the sixth published study on what makes reconnective healing so um, significant. And um, the researchers thought that this was going to be a paper. But now they think, well, they don't think it. It's being made into a book because the results were so dramatic. Because, as I said, 100% of the Russian Olympic athletes that's, that's who received reconnective healing had these changes. Books are yes, too small, Eric. Zero, but, but here's what's important about this study. 0% of the control group that got, um, I think, energy healing techniques which reconnective healing takes us beyond 0% of them have these changes. We, so that's 100% compared to 0%. Right, but that's the point I'm making at it is by the time it, it's going to take another darn 50 years if we don't do something. Well, we are doing something. We're talking about it. What more can we do? I, mean, I look, don't know. Make a movie, started, maybe. How about a movie? Okay. I just can't stand like the idea of another 50 years of suffering for humanity because this thing is available and they don't know about it. There's only 70,000. I'd say that's a lot, but I know you have 70,000 practitioners in the world. That's not enough. 
the book's in 36 different languages. It's not as if it's not getting out. But I, I do understand what you're saying, and I'm sure when the right filmmaker comes along, it'll be a movie. But, you know, until then, I'm not a filmmaker. <laughs> you know what? I know people, and I'm going to do something. We've all been waiting to be paid for a year, and someday we'll get paid. You and I are making a movie on this, and you can create some wild and terrific character or group of characters because they already exist. I'm actually looking at you. We're already wild and (laughs) terrific characters. I know. Dirty martinis in Italy. I'm so jealous I can hardly see straight. Um, What I'm looking at is actually the drawings that we made. And By the way, I hated you at the time. Yeah, when we had did. to make those drawings in the course. Well, that that was that was for the level two seminar, which I don't even think we should get into because it's too difficult to explain. Oh, okay. So I won't get into it too much. But it was like what happened was is that you gave us instructions that caused us to actually incorporate the material, and I did not go gracefully. Yeah. <laughs> you know how's that for for encapsulating the course? I am so profoundly well, moved by your work. I tell people, I said, I said, you will master this by the end of the weekend if it kills you. <laughs> I, however, exactly. will live and go on to the next seminar. I'm kind of sad in a sense. I mean, I'm happy because I'm looking forward to next year, but I'm sort of sad in a sense because I'm getting my very last seminar in the U.S. Um, next weekend in Miami. Oh, they have to get there. We, How do they do that? Uh, well, it's... it's um, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. You can go on to the website, which is the same as the book title. The book title is The Reconnection. You'll others hear yourself. The website is thereconnection.com, thereconnection.com, so it's fairly simple. You can register that way if you'd like. It's simultaneously translated into Spanish, by the way, just to make it more accessible really? for people. Yeah. yeah. But, um, well, here's what happens at the seminars. Maybe I should explain that so people yeah, know please. whether or not I, I they're, they're interested in Okay, so on Friday night, the 2nd of December, I'll give a three-hour presentation that talks about the history of the work, the theory of the work, how it was discovered, the science behind it, uh, philosophy, and then we will bring up some volunteers from the audience to give live demonstrations of the healing so you can see the reality of it on maybe yourself or your neighbors. And then we'll give everyone an opportunity for you to feel it in your hands. But Saturday and Sunday, December 3rd and 4th, that's different. That's a real working seminar. So what I tell everyone is, don't come if you think we're all going to sit around, hold hands, home, and sing Kumbaya, my Lord, because it really will not happen that way. What happens is there's a stage in the center of the room, chairs on one side, massage tables on the other. And I'll demonstrate from the stage a level of the work. And we'll all go to massage tables, either in groups of two or four. Uh, the teaching assistants from around the world and I will go around each of the tables and We'll take your hands and show you how to begin to feel and access this more comprehensive healing spectrum. And as you, because it's very palpable, it's very easy to feel. And as you tune it into your hands, you'll start to see the person who's lying on the table. You'll start to see their body respond. Maybe their eyes rapidly darting back and forth, for example. We'll show you how to feel a different sensation, how to glide along until you recognize something different. You'll start to see maybe their fingers move or their feet move or their breathing goes staccato. And you start to recognize that, hmm. 
when I'm here, I feel this and I see that. When I'm here, I feel something else and I see something else. And you start to recognize your role in the healing process. So as we finish that, we go back to the chairs, talk about what we just did, a little more philosophy, demonstrate the next level of the work, go back to the massage tables again. And this is pretty much the flow of that Saturday and Sunday. But by the end of Sunday, by this December 4th, end of Sunday, I can pretty much make you two promises, which are A, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that I can do. And B, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that any human being anywhere on this planet can do, whether they were raised by monks in a cave in a mountaintop in <laughs> Tibet and fed grains of seed, each one flown into the beak of an individually blessed bird, or whether they moved to a church deep in Brazil and changed their perfectly good last name to Of God, or whether they've created 16 energy healing techniques and mastered 35 others. It doesn't matter the story. It only matters our willingness to transcend the story because the gift of reconnective healing is that it allows us to completely transcend our modalities and techniques and become the healing, accessing something far more comprehensive, uh, which brings about healings that tend to be fairly instantaneous and tend to last for a person's lifetime. The only challenge is whether or not we're willing to transcend our techniques. Or we could say the gift is that this allows us to completely demystify the healing process and make it clear and transparent for everyone. The only challenge is whether or not we're willing to have the healing process demystified. And if we're not willing well, to transcend our modality... Because you, you, you talked right. about time being the fourth dimension. There's actually a mm-hmm. dimension that I experience in your healing that um, are in question for other people. Like I'm, I'm a Reiki master. I've done all kinds of stuff. I felt certain things happen. But when I was in your training, Eric, I actually experienced being running, like running my hands down the guidelines of the universe or something like that. You know, I could actually feel something inside of my hands. Like yes. a another most thing. Distinctly. I think that's a step past where most people are are used to experiencing in something. They go away with a question, you know, like did I experience that or not? Was that real? Most of the people Yeah, 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 yeah. Most of the people, the masters, the grandmaster teachers in Reiki and the other healing techniques explain that this is much more palpable. The healings are much more instantaneous, dramatic and lasting than anything that we're and, able to and, access in the and experienceable. Okay? I'm convinced this is what Jesus right. had. Well, maybe. I think Jesus must have had access to this and some of the other great healers. I think that's how that happens. You know, you, you, I think we're inside of a time warp, and it, there's no beginning and no end, and it's a tube torus. And I'm just so much thanking you for the passageway. And I also i am aware that you're calling in from Italy, and we're running out of time here. But um, if you miss him in Miami, go to his website, because you can join him in Buenos Aires. And you've got quite a schedule for yourself all over the world. You know, right now, you're, um, if people go to the reconnection.com, they'll actually find you there. And they'll find you there with master conferences me. in Munich and <laughs> Vancouver and all that kind of good stuff. Do you notice a difference between different locations and different mentalities as they take on your work? Different personalities. Different personalities. In other words, like... Um, Japanese are very um, focused, what you call good students, um, not meaning to 
give a, a good or bad charge onto it. But I mean, that's how you would think of the good, focused, quiet, calm, right. paying attention student. Then, for example, there's um, Italy, Israel, Buenos Aires, where they are wild and loud and shouting. <laughs> and you know, you know, with excitement. And then there are different places all in between. So you know, um, every place has its own personality, and every class has its own personality. Because most of the seminars, up to about uh, sometimes eighty-five percent of the people fly in from different countries for anyway. So it, it's almost like pick a location to have it, and people will fly in from everywhere anyhow. And this is the way it's been. It's, it always is. Well, I do have one question for you before we close, and I don't even know if it's a question that is okay to answer. Is it okay if we talk about the Keys of Solomon? The Keys of Solomon. You mean the Keys of Enoch? Uh, yeah. Or you mean the or you mean the book that I'm working on now? No, I actually mean the position that's taught in the in in the in the class. That particular, the diagonals. Uh, I probably wouldn't, again, I probably wouldn't go into the level three. Well, I guess what I want people to realize is is that we're actually in sacred territory. We haven't actually said that today. We haven't said it today. We are definitely that. (laughs) And we are learning, and we are learning how to access so, so, so much more. Yeah, exactly. So much more. I, I just felt that it touches uh, it touches on something that we really haven't addressed in the rest of the conversation here, and my little buddies that are in the room here with me now are nodding their heads. And that has to do with the fact that in each of us is a sacred place, and for so many of us, um, Eric, we've lost touch with our own sacredness. You know what? That is a beautiful way of phrasing it, meaning beautifully accurate. Um, that we have, and our responsibility is to come here and to learn compassion, to recognize that when one child cries in one country, a hundred children weep in another um, part of the world, because we are simply all that connected. It's 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 just reconnecting with our original fullness as, as spirit, as being. I mean, as a matter of fact, if you want, I can share a little something with you from the book that I'm writing now. I don't know what our timing is. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Let's try this. There is a lot that needs to be said in various ways. We understand ourselves in a limited fashion, and we need to carry this understanding as a life process. It is the unveiling of a multifaceted force within our life. We need to peel away the exterior so that that internal being shines through to those we come into contact with. Mm. This eternal soul that resides within our framework is being covered up in many ways by our fears. And in your work, that is what you need to do to unveil your soul. It is not a simple process. And this stripping away of ego is an eternal process. The selflessness that must shine through the being that can reach in without interference. Once that shines through without it being refracted by various mindsets, methods, steps, techniques, it will flow in a more direct manner. Once you allow your soul, that egoless purity, to come through, 
that is almost a common denominator in that it has the ability to automatically fuse with the frequency of the person you're coming into contact with. So your job in this process is to strip away the defense, strip away the mind, strip away the control mechanisms that you have in this plane, let them go, let them be a part of an exterior that has nothing to do with you to present that soul in the room. It will automatically do the work. That energy is the common universal language of the cosmos. It is understood immediately and it is felt intrinsically. I am so deeply grateful for um, us connecting today on Thanksgiving Day. I have been kind of in a grumpy mood about Thanksgiving, and I'm totally in the space of it now, thanks to this conversation with Dr. Eric Pearl of The Reconnection, Heal Yourself and Heal Others. What a blessing. Visit his website at thereconnection.com, and like I said, have fun. Uh, there's Miami, Florida. There is Argentina coming up. He's He's all over the place, he's all over the world, and he's doing extraordinary work. And um, in in the short time I've known Dr. Pearl, I can tell you that he's a, he's totally an expanding universe, and it's a universe that you want to be a part of because what what I believe is is that Eric Pearl is one of the strongest stands for grace on the planet, and I, I say that with to- total confidence. I've taken both of his courses and I see the grace that's in the people's hands and what we definitely need in this time of uh, humanity is is our grace. And there you go. CW. Yes. That was awesome. <laughs> so what what and struck you out of that? Well, what struck me more than anything out of that whole thing is all we talked about was a small part of what he really does, although it's the critical part. And my question is that this this goes beyond uh, healing or, or laying of hands or any type of thing. This, what he teaches, as I understand it, is really a lifestyle change with these techniques. And, Gosh, I, yeah. And, I would and, have and, to agree with you. And you've been through that training. I mean, like he, he has the... Uh, 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 he mixes in with the, uh, I think it's pronounced Ayurvedic training, yeah. or which the long, it's the Indian medicine. I mean, India, yeah, uh, med- the Ayurvedic, yeah, with longevity and knowledge, and and he mixes that with it because it goes so deep. It's not just something. It's not just surface knowledge. And uh, you've been through that training, and I just wanted to see. You know, how deep does it go? How has it affected your life? How does it affect other people's lives? Because, I mean, it goes through, uh, uh, I believe that he has uh, uh, an institute or is involved with an institute called, uh, uh, I think it's, the name is Kripala. Uh, I don't and, know about that. I know he's the reconnection. Yeah, the, he's the reconnection. But this institute will take, they use his teachings and combines it with, uh, Different types of healthy living, yoga and so forth. And, oh, yeah, and, I saw that. That's very interesting. And he teaches the healthy living on top of it. So it just isn't, oh. hey, you know, like you walk up and I got this problem and, and, and how he was describing how he trains somebody where he takes their hand. I mean, this is, this is a lifestyle-changing <laughs> moment. This is just a healing moment. Well, I can't wait until you could do it, okay? Because it'll make a difference. It's like when I went to the introduction 
I thought it was all very interesting. The one thing I noticed was, and I go to a lot of introductions and I've done a lot of trainings, I noticed that all of the people that did his work had grace in their hands. And so I thought, that's really pretty amazing. And he gets up there and says, anybody in the world can do this. And I said, right, you know. And then I go home and I start doing these movements that I don't even realize are part of his work with my hands. I have some kind of a contact high. And it isn't something I was taught. It was something that all of a sudden became available to me. Oops, there's our music, CW. I can't wait. Join us on Saturdays at Our American Cafe. This program has been brought to you by Kirkguard Media, our radio partners, ConingCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy in memoriam, Dr. Valerie all spelled out. We thank our producer, C.W. Wright, and sponsor, C.W. Wright of Emergency Management Solutions. We thank Jason Winter T, L.A. Lifestyle, Tad Patterson. Remember, send me an email at val at mailhouse.com for that. Ron Hayes, our research assistant. Thank you, Brad Comer. Uh, Nathan Jett, Jeff Bernard over there at Voice America, and uh, Mike Vitale and Ron over at Cumulus Radio, and John Young in New York and Buffalo. You rock. Stidious, Southeast, Fortieth, guys. Track him down. Follow him around the planet. It's worth it. And you're not crazy anymore. Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. This is for all you knew, pouring through, now your heart is...